0: hey everyone welcome to off topic with darren wilson my name is darren and i will be your host on this episode i hang out with my friend mike roy mike is the lead guitarist and one of the founding members of his band go casual we talk about their new album titled all the old ghosts and also get to hear some samples of a few of the new songs now the lead singer michael larrabee was supposed to join us as well however All those prenatal classes are about to be put to use as he is on baby watch and will be a brand new dad real soon. We definitely wish them a quick and easy labor and a happy, healthy baby. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Hey, Mike, what's up? Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hey, Darren. Thanks so much for having me. Been looking forward to doing this for a while now.
0: Yeah. What's it been? About a month we've been trying to do this.
1: Yeah busy time with the holidays but i'm glad we finally got together
0: yes here we are so i'm sitting here with uh mike roy as you may have heard already in the intro um he is pretty much the driving force behind the band go casual his band and he's the the lead guitarist and he pretty much writes all the music for it
1: that has been the case for for the past few years yeah but uh, the singer and I collaborate for all the songs. He writes all the lyrics and the vocals and the melodies. And then I've been coming up with the guitar and um, drum ideas. And but it's it's fifty fifty collaboration with him and me at the moment.
0: Give me a little backstory about the band. Well, first of all, let's let's start with the name. Where did you guys come up with Go Casual? Hmm.
1: Actually. That uh, it's based off of this really cheap Velcro sneaker that we all found years ago in a thrift store. They had a whole bunch of these pairs of go casual Velcro shoes. And uh, they're really cool looking retro kind of 70s, 80s Velcro shoes. And we thought, you know, it really kind of encapsulates the mood that we're going for. Go casual. So... We decided we would go with that.
0: Another thing I was very curious about is the album artwork.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. We found this amazing painter. His name is Eric Joyner, and he is just fantastic. He has a whole series of paintings with all robots and donuts. Really cool stuff. <laughs> He's very talented. It's, so,
0: it's pretty random at first, at first sight and first glance, but uh, it's pretty cool. You guys have to... Check it out. It's it's very creative.
1: We wanted something eye-catching, and we felt like maybe some kind of surrealistic artwork would be the way to go. And we were very lucky that he let us license one of his fantastic pieces for a decent amount. He, but he's had some really famous customers. I mean, George Lucas, J.J. Abrams, Chuck Lorre, they've all commissioned artwork from him and so we're just thrilled to have to be able to use one of his pieces for our cover
0: well hopefully your band takes off and uh you get to commission a piece for yourself
1: oh i would love that
0: that would be pretty cool okay so give me a little bit of backstory about the band where did you guys you guys are a back east
1: well we all grew up in maine and we went to high school together started playing together in high school. And um, at first, you know, it was just kind of for fun, high school band. The first show we ever actually had, the drummer signed us up for the high school talent show without asking the rest of the band. And uh, awesome. <laughs> I was pretty nervous at the time to go, you know, in front of all the other students and parents for the first time ever performing for people. But we did this song that I had written back then, called Dead Fish. (laughs) (laughs) It was about slapping someone with a dead fish. And uh, it actually went over really well. And people were singing it in the hallways. And uh, so I think that kind of sparked the thrill of playing and writing our own material.
0: Nice, you got in people's heads right away. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So you are the lead guitarist, uh, pretty much the only guitarist other than the bass player of which you have done a lot of the bass parts yourself. When did you start playing the guitar, and why? What made you pick up the guitar?
1: Well, I started playing guitar when I was 13, and I took lessons for a few years. But what really got me interested in guitar initially was watching the movie La Bamba with Richie Valens. Mm -hmm. This came out in the 80s, and uh, I just thought it was so cool. and. Ever since seeing that movie, I had memorized La Bamba, and my parents used to make me sing it for our family when we'd get together with aunts and uncles. Uh, and I had this plastic fake guitar. I would just go over and you know pretend I was Richie Valens playing. <laughs> but I finally picked up a real one when I was 13, and uh, it's been just so much fun. What was your first
0: guitar? Do you still have
1: it? I do. It's a, it's an electric Yamaha. It only costs a couple hundred bucks, I think. Um, I had that for many years, and then the jack on that one broke. And I finally ponied up enough money to get a Fender Strat, which was something I'd always wanted. You know, Hendrix had played that. He was a big influence of mine. Uh, and the guitar instructor that I had was... A huge Hendrix fan so he was teaching me Hendrix song after Hendrix song just every lesson I was learning a little bit of a Hendrix tune and uh, so to finally get a Stratocaster was a big deal
0: yeah it's a classic guitar everybody should have one even if you Mm. don't play just buy one and put it on the wall as art oh yeah they look amazing they do Um, that uh, kind of leads into a good next question is who were your your some of your big influences when you were learning Hendrix, obviously, is one.
1: I'm a huge Beatles fan as well. Um, More about the the melody and the the harmony, the different rhythms they have. George Harrison is a fantastic guitarist, but I feel like Hendrix was more of an influence in terms of guitar. But in terms of songwriting, I would say the Beatles maybe more so. Um, I like all kinds of music, though. Every different genre has something you can respect and oh, relate sure. to. So there's plenty of great stuff out there. In high school, I was really listening to a lot of oldies in, in line with uh, Hendrix and then stuff from the 60s, 70s, classic rock my dad was into. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that. And uh, But uh, as time was going by, some of my friends were into punk rock and I started getting into that. With old stuff at first, like Sex Pistols, Ramones, Dead uh-huh. Kennedys, but then bands like New Found Glory and uh, The Living End, Green Day, Blink-182, those are some big ones. Uh, they started to influence me as well, and the rest of the guys in the band wanted to do stuff like that.
0: Okay. That's kind of where you guys got your style for, for Go Casual and...
1: Yes. Yeah. Um I would say the drummer and the singer are huge fans of Blink-182. And so, you know, it just started out as fun to do something on our spare time. Growing up in Maine, there's not a lot to do, not nearly as much as L.A. So you kind of have to make your own fun. So we would go over to the drummer's house and play in his basement. And then we'd go outside and run around for a while or something. So it was just a lot of fun with friends and family. The drummer at the time was my uh, second cousin, so okay. it was great okay. to, you know, connect more that way.
0: All right, Just stay on the uh, the guitar theme for a second longer, um, if you had your chance to walk on stage with any of your favorite guitarists, who would it be?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Are we talking current, uh, living, al- or? alive, or dead? Oh man. <laughs> that's tricky well i mentioned the living end earlier they're a band from australia okay um kind of a similar sound to green day but maybe more technical maybe a little more rockabilly and their lead guy is just amazing both singing and playing guitar he's phenomenal what's his name chris uh chris cheney i believe yeah, I don't so know
0: any of his stuff, so I'll have to...
1: They had some hits in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they'd gone on tour with Green Day, but they've been continuing to put out music. They're huge in Australia. So they're constantly touring over there, and everybody knows them over there.
0: I'll have to look him up, or before I leave today, give me some of his music so I can yeah, listen to it on the definitely. way home. Um, now, after I listened to the your album... While I was listening to it, I kind of, I, I, I feel the punk in it, but would you say you guys are kind of leaning towards a progressive side of rock a little bit too? or?
1: Well, as time's gone by, it's, we've gone from more pop punk to, I don't even know how to define it, actually, some kind of alternative rock, like... When I tell people who aren't that familiar with um the bands that we listen to, I would say it's similar to Foo Fighters, Green Day, Weezer. It's sort of in that a cluster of big all of them so genre there. Kind of, it's more your own style
0: than than just punk per se,
1: yeah, um you know we we're not trying to write something that sounds so specific to one genre. you know we just write whatever it is that comes to our minds and what feels good to us. So it's, I mean, if you have to classify
0: your band f- for classification purposes, you're calling it punk, but it's more whatever comes out.
1: I Yeah, lately I've been saying punk slash alternative rock. Okay. It's, it's hard to define. What do you
0: say we listen to uh, a song off the album?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Everybody's heard parts of the song Slopes is what I'm, been using for my intro and outro music for my podcast thanks to mike
1: and thanks for putting us out there absolutely happy to absolutely to promote
0: well what are we going to hear
1: well we can listen to some slopes if you want to uh or
0: let's go with uh curses cast in the mirror
1: okay here's a little bit of curses cast in the mirror
0: very cool tune one of my favorites actually off the album Oh well, thanks so much totally catchy totally hear that song on the radio i appreciate that now unfortunately the singer was going to join us uh via phone call but he is incapacitated at the moment so we don't get to ask him too much about the lyrics but uh mike you did write pretty much all the music
1: yeah for this one i did um started out with a guitar idea I had years ago and slowly built on it uh, this one there's a part towards the end of the bridge where I really wanted to push myself in terms of what I could do uh, technically and to kind of take it to the next level not just a normal punk song that we'd had in the past and so there's a part at the end of the bridge just before the uh the last chorus the it's still kind of hard for me to play but i'm proud of you know what i've done over there
0: i would be proud of it too it's a great job great song
1: well thank you the drummer did a great job here too um, he did a lot of cool fills and that drum intro that you hear steven hacker He's just really good, really, really good
0: guy. Uh, the drum parts are real solid. He's a real solid drummer.
1: Oh, fantastic. The lyrics on this one, I was telling you a little earlier, it's a kind of a self reflective song. And it starts out with uh, saying, You're not as interesting now, you're not good looking. And <laughs> what, uh, what we we're finding was people were assuming that we were just, you know, being jerks mm-hmm. and calling other people. These mean things, you know, saying bad stuff. But as the singer was writing this, he was more self-reflective. So we changed the name. It was originally just Curses. We changed it to Curses Cast in the Mirror to make it more obvious that we're not just calling out someone for being ugly and boring or anything like that. Right. So now it's Curses Cast in the Mirror to show that we're kind of being jerks to ourselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who are you if you can't make fun of yourself and laugh at yourself, exactly. right?
1: So that one, um, that one we're really happy with, how it came out. And we worked in the studio with Marcial Miranda uh, over at a studio in Sherman Oaks, Los Angeles. Uh, he was a studio engineer and he mixed this song along with the first eight tracks on the album. Um, The studio is called Infinite Spin Records. It's owned by Matt Lanesh. And he's worked with a lot of big artists. Uh, He did Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros albums. And so we worked over there. It's been a great experience working with Marciel and Matt. So we're very happy with how that came out. Are you guys going to do any live shows? Hopefully, yeah we're we're working on that darren (laughs) okay uh when (laughs) that's a good question it's it's
0: a pressure question but i mean you guys you guys sound great so you guys would definitely be a hit live
1: well thank you we do miss playing live so we're gonna look at scheduling something and see what we can figure out here
0: good good i hope it's hope it's soon and You are L.A.-based, so it'll probably be some local clubs around L.A., but uh, traveling's not out of the question, right?
1: That's true. We played a lot back in New England before moving to Los Angeles, all over Maine, Massachusetts, you know, various venues, anywhere from a basement show to, uh, we played a few colleges, Bates College, uh, University of Maine at Farmington, University of... New England, Regis College, a few others as well.
0: What's your so. biggest crowd so far? Numbers?
1: I would say probably we played one time, <laughs> the halftime of a hockey a hockey game in Portland, Maine. So there was at least cool. a, a thousand people there. Nice. That's a good size crowd. Yeah. It was so an interesting to, experience. To get the nerves going. Hopefully we'll play to more and more and get back to those numbers. That would be awesome.
0: Nothing like playing live, huh?
1: Right, yeah, it's a thrill.
0: Uh, let's see. Let's hear another song. All right. How about the only instrumental on the album, which is a very cool, very cool tune. Uh, what is it? I'm the Only One I Miss. Let's but check it out. Tell, uh, give us a little rundown on the title first.
1: Well, our previous album had a song called You're the Only One I Miss, and that one was also instrumental. Both of these songs are only about a minute long, and they're both in 3 4 time and are written sort of as an intro to the song that follows each of them, but uh, they can also work as a standalone mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. So. The song that follows this one is called Old Ghosts, and that is probably the oldest song on the album. Um, but I, re- I wrote I'm the only one I miss. Um, I started writing it on an acoustic guitar one day and then just kind of built it up from there. Uh, and it has kind of a creepy vibe. It's <laughs> a, sort of a... Creepy is okay sometimes. Old waltzy feel to it, and... You know, it gets you in the mindset for the, the song that follows Old Ghosts. Oh, the Old Ghosts. So let's check it out here. <laughs>
0: tune i could totally hear that on the radio in a movie something like that
1: thanks i appreciate
0: it and you again did all the writing on that one
1: well you're gonna give me a big head talking like that (laughs) Well,
0: give credit where credit is due i know you had um a drummer come in and and lay down the drum tracks but you did all the programming
1: i did for the the first eight songs on the album yeah i use some midi drums making them sound as realistic as possible and not to but
0: discount the drummer because
1: they come in and
0: add their own spice and flair and their own personality to it oh so definitely that's, that's what makes it more um for the final recording but
1: he, yeah the drummer stephen hacker was, he did such a great job um He learned the songs in just a couple of days, and he had the whole thing charted out. So when we were in the studio, he just was playing and looking at his notes while playing so he could play it perfectly through having just learned these songs. And it was just really impressive. He added a lot, too, um, while at the same time sticking to the basic beats and rhythms that I come up with. Uh, on this one in particular, Marcial Miranda, the studio engineer, had the idea in the beginning part of the song to record that marching snare part on three or four different snares and then mix them together to have more oh, cool. of an ambiance and a nice. more reverb, so it feels like a much bigger space, mm-hmm. which is definitely a cool idea on his part, so collaborating with other people is always really enriching and it really just adds a lot
0: and it totally helps to work with a really good engineer too oh yeah, yeah. not just good behind the board but creative in other aspects as well so that definitely helps for the overall finished product
1: it definitely does marcel's great he's a guitar player as well and he has a band called high grass they're a really good rock band here in la as well um Actually, got to play with them. I filled in on bass guitar when they played at the Viper Room this past summer, so that was fun. Oh, cool! It had always been a dream to play there, so I'm glad I got to got the chance to have fun with them at the Viper Room.
0: Very cool. So, how's the album doing? You guys officially launched it what a month and a half ago?
1: It came out in uh, late November. Um, available digitally at first on iTunes, Spotify amazon cd baby and then we got cds in the mail and um, now they're available for sale on this website called cd baby and you can go there you can either buy it digitally or you can buy the actual physical cd and get a copy shipped right to your door
0: how's the overall feel for the album are you getting any good feedback from people or
1: yeah everyone's been very supportive and uh, it's been great
0: now, I know you've been submitting songs to contests and such, like uh, one in particular, the Mid-Atlantic Song Contest. You, you submitted the song Slopes.
1: Yes, that's actually the first one we've heard some official feedback uh, out of at least half a dozen song contests that we've entered in the past couple of months. Um, we got an email just last week saying, congratulations, you've been... Awarded with honorable mention for slopes in the category of rock and alternative. Beautiful. So we're happy about that. A mention is a mention. Yeah. <laughs> a,
0: an award is an award. We'll take it. The fact that people listen to it is a is a win in itself.
1: Yeah, and they they have a lot of esteemed songwriters and creative people on their panel of judges. So it's a good way to get your music out there. Absolutely. And we're hoping. With Some of these song contests, you know, just to make some connections and get the music to industry professionals and musicians who otherwise might not have heard it. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to hearing back from some more of these contests.
0: Now, I read in a bio of yours in the bands and... There's mention of near-death experiences that kind of made it into some of the songs and
1: and such. Unfortunately, yes. Um, well, both this other the singer might well, Luckily, they're only near death. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, the singer and I both were hit by cars while crossing the street at different times, uh, not in the same year, but uh, it's something. Each of us has dealt with in California, him in San Diego, me in LA. And so. Were they bad? I mean, broken yeah, bones? Yep. Uh, You're walking now, so you recovered, but. <laughs> Thankfully, yes. For him, he was crossing the street and a car just suddenly plowed right into him, threw him across the road. He woke up in a hospital and was on crutches for a long time. Um, for me, I was also crossing the road, and a car just didn't stop at the stop sign. And so i had had shoulder surgery. I was unable to play guitar for four months, which really Ouch. stunk. Uh, so that's something that's worked its way into the music a little bit. You guys both okay now, though? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty much 100% now. Oh, good. What? So it wasn't but. a rotator cuff then, or...? No, mine was a labral tear. So it's soft tissue inside the shoulder. I still feel a little bit here and there if I sleep on it funny. Um, How many years ago was this? uh, Almost four now. So it's... It was a a long recovery. It took me about a year to heal. But... It gave gave me a lot of time during that recovery period to work on these songs. And... um, with him as well, that sort of going through a major injury, it affects you and kind of works its way into the music. So there's a song that we have called Renegade Destroyer, where he's talking about taking steps towards doing well, and and we have another song called Lich, where he's talking about someone with a a crutch, and uh, so it makes its way into our music having these unfortunate circumstances happen, Mm -hmm. Um, but...
0: Well, luckily, both of you guys have recovered, and...
1: Yes. Yeah, we're lucky with that. It could have been worse.
0: Well, let's hear a little bit of Renegade Destroyer, then.
1: Yeah, let's take a listen. This one, it starts out uh, with the chorus as the intro, and then going into the verse, it kind of gets down into more of a minor key, and then back, we switch back into more upbeat and positive during the choruses, so it has that back and forth kind of feel to it. This is Renegade Destroyer.
0: song off the album and Mike is really good. Uh I Mike in the singer, two mics, Mike and Mike, mm-hmm. a little bit confusing at times. He goes
1: by Michael now. So okay. we can call him Michael. And how long's he been how long's he been singing? Well, probably since junior high, I would say. He's, he's good. He's only gotten better over the years. Yeah, we've been very happy with his singing.
0: Yeah, it'd be great to see you guys live. Hopefully that happens
1: soon. Oh, well, thank you. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> now, there's there's another cool... Um, one of my favorite songs off the album is called Lich. Lich oh, yeah. without thank the you. T. There's some really cool guitar parts in there. So I know I've mentioned a few times about how you've been writing um, most of the music for the songs and, and such. And you mentioned to me a while ago that you have hopes and dreams of writing music for TV and movies.
1: That is something I would love to do, yes. Uh, There's so much opportunity, especially in Los Angeles, to do music for TV, movies, any kind of media, video games, you name it. There's a huge market for that. It's just a matter of uh, connecting with the right people. So, um, using our music, is. Another outlet for putting ourselves out there to, you know, maybe be on some kind of sync deal with film and TV.
0: Have you written anything that's ended up in a in a short film or anything yet? Or
1: actually, I did do years ago. Um, I was hired to do some music for this uh, promotional video that a professor at Harvard University had released a book. Uh, about the AIDS epidemic in Botswana, and they had me write and record some music, African-sounding music, for this promotional video on YouTube. (laughs) So it's very different from anything else I'd done, but... But that's out there.
0: Yeah, so I studied. You can do the search for it and find it.
1: Yeah, studied up on what Botswana's music is like and came up with something that I'm sure they would laugh at, but it made it into the video. Well, if you have the link for that video on
0: YouTube, send it to me and I'll put it in the show notes. And sure thing. That's, that's a good start. So let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, should have asked you this in the beginning. Did you go to school for music or you all self-taught?
1: I went to school for audio engineering at the New England Institute of Art, just outside of Boston, and uh, got my bachelor's in audio, and my main focus then was to do sound editing or sound design for TV and movies. Still a possible goal here, Mm -hmm. but it's been very hard
0: to break into in LA. Well, I think you're kind of on a really good track of writing music, so... I mean, it, it all sounds great.
1: Oh well, thanks. At least it's been fun, and it gives me the opportunity to continue using Pro Tools, the audio engineering software. So uh, I love to use Pro Tools and <laughs> really just kind of keep up with the craft and what I learned in school and expand upon that. Cool,
0: man. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add? Like how can people get a hold of you?
1: Well, we have our Facebook page is facebook.com slash go casual music. We also have an Instagram account, which is at go casual band. So check us out over there and we have a SoundCloud account and, uh, and Spotify. I'll
0: I'll put all the links for all these things, um, in the show notes so you guys can all just uh, find it all in one spot and get a hold of Mike. However you so choose. And hire him to write some music for you, for your YouTube channel, or anything. Nothing's out of the question, really.
1: Nothing's out of the question. Beautiful. All right, anything else you want to add? Thank you so much, Darren. It's been a pleasure. I'm glad we could do this. Absolutely. I'm glad we finally got to
0: do it. And again, everybody check out the uh, check out Mike's new album, All the Old Ghosts. The band is Go Casual. It's really good. It'll be worth checking it out and enjoy all right take us out on a song
1: all right what is it let's do old ghosts
0: Thank you again for listening we hope you enjoyed the show you can find the links to the band and the new album in the show notes and if you enjoyed the show we would greatly appreciate you sharing and helping to spread the word about the show with anyone you think would enjoy it as well please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts to get new episodes as soon as they come out until next time i'm darren wilson i'll talk to you soon